from digitiki.com. Why, it's one of those ancient tiki gods. Right. It's Kona. Kona. The god of evil. This must be his ancient burial place. Whoever disturbs his rest is cursed forever. Thanks for taking over the digging, Skipper. Now, look, you don't believe these native superstitions, do you? He sure does, Professor. He's always telling me terrible stories about these islands. Sacred gods and curses. Surely you don't believe in that nonsense, Gilligan. Surely I don't, but I do. <laughs> Welcome to the Quiet Village. I'm your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from the Rincon Room, actually. Oh I'm here with Ron Farrell, who's a guest who I've been wanting to get on for quite some time. Um, We've known he, each other for a hot minute. A hot minute. And, and you have turned me on to so many different uh, Tiki movies. Well, I'm into so, turning people on. Right. So there you go. So here we are. Mostly the ladies. And as, as you can tell, we've had several... Cocktails. Oh my gosh. We waited way too long. <laughs> I know. I should have just started okay, when I walked in the good. door. I'm good. Let's so, do it. Welcome, Ron. Actually, I shouldn't say welcome. I'm I'm at your place, which is gorgeous. Oh, can I say way. welcome? That's right. You can say welcome, Mr. Lush. That's right, King Lush. And your place is actually in the new book, um, Polynesiacs. Polynesiacs. It is for some weird reason. It is gorgeous, and I will tell you now that it is, um, you could charge a cover charge and get people in here. Oh, am I getting paid for this? You should, no. Oh, shit. I'll give you a free copy of the, of the, uh, of I, think the we're, show. I, think, I think we're done now. I think we're done. I'm out. No. I'm so dead. you guys are getting I a love, re- listen, I, for those people listening to the Quiet Village podcast, I've been listening for a hot minute, which means <laughs> long time I love that podcast because it's uh, there's a lot of music in it and I really love music so as a former sound technician (laughs) for hard rock bands there's nothing I love better than hard rock and exotic music that's it well you know um, I just completely lost my train of thought good (laughs) do we need another cocktail I Okay, well, you let's... make one called what? What is it called? Uh, the one you had? No, this was the Mai Tai, this right? This was just a. This was the Ron Tai. The Ron Tai, which actually is just a Mai Tai. It's very good. Oh, thank you. But I'm you're glad you liked it. Your the, custom cocktail. Um, the cocktail, the house cocktail for the Rincon Room, is the Drifters Reef. They have it on the menu at Ventiki, but. I make it better. <laughs> no slight to Ventiki. They do a good job. But, uh, no, come on. You need the, the ambience of the Rincon Room. And Ventiki, for those of you who may not know, it's in Ventura County, and it is one of the bars that looks incredibly cool that I have to say I'm sorry I've never been to. Well, Even though I'm only, what, like 30 minutes away. 30, 40 minutes away, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Saturday on a... 
uh, hot weekend, so the traffic going to Ventura would probably change it from 30 minutes to about 45, 50 That's minutes. true, yeah. We just don't get up there that much. Because I have a bar in my backyard. Yes. Damn it. Fantastic. Because I, well, I you have a whole it. hut in your backyard. I do. Well, I built it before Ventiki was open, so I was like, oh, there's no... There's no tiki bar around us. Let's just build one in our backyard. Yeah. Just uh, stay home and drink. Got out of the hat of it. And, well, and I don't drink that much anymore. So, I I'm sorry to say that when COVID hit, I drank a lot at home because it was my wife and I decided we're drinking wholesale. <laughs> Staying home. Look how much money you save. It was. Like I think I think one time they did a bus tour up here from the Tonga Hut. We, they they came here and they went up to that Hong was Kong. The one I was on. Yeah, they went to the Hong Kong I Inn in Ventura. That place. They used to have Chinese food and a free Polynesian floor show. And they show. had a shell. You um, could get a yes, drink in a shell. Yes, on Friday and Saturday nights, free Polynesian floor show. People came up here, and we did drinks. So they were asking, well, how much we should charge people to come up? How much does it cost to make our drifters reef? And I, it's like, oh, I never tried to figure it out. So I figured out. And this is not wholesale cost, bar cost mm-hmm. for a regular person. Not that I'm a regular person, <laughs> but for a human being to buy juice and booze, I think by drink at that time, this was, if you can believe it, it's like 15 years ago. <laughs> Probably cost, I think I figured the cost was about 425 to 450 a drink. Not bad. So that's not bad. No. I mean, and now it's probably more like six bucks for the ingredients because mm-hmm. it uses quality rums. Mm-hmm. We're talking Demerara rums, El Dorado 5, Lemon Heart 1804. Oh, yeah. It's a Demerara forward cocktail, so if you don't like Demerara kind of smoky rums, then you're out of luck. You better stick with a Mai Tai. Demeraras are wonderful. They're kind of my favorite oh, rums. Especially so much the, flavor. the Lemon Hearts. And my Quiet Village Mai Tai is basically, I started with a Valley High Mai Tai, which is rocket fuel. You can't taste it. It's just pure booze. So I started with that, and then I, I won't go there. I dialed it way back to something that's tasty, and my wife loves it. But she's always like, "You got to put a float of Demerara 151 on top." I like your wife. Yeah, and and I have to tell her, I'm, I'm telling her now, she's right. It adds a lot. It does. That Demerara just has a bold. It's a bold statement. Bold, yes. And I like a bold statement of cocktail. It's your cocktails formidable. If you're from the East Coast, it's formidable. (laughs) Whatever coast you're on, (laughs) Hawaiian coast. Right. I want to be on the coast. That's why we're we're not on the coast, but we're close to the coast. I think we're close enough. You're you're about eight, ten degrees cooler than my house. We're like eight miles as the crow flies to. You're a lot cooler than my house. I can tell you that. So well, you know, cooler is a state of being. That's true. Being cool. Um, yeah. So it's good to have you here. I'm a big fan oh. of yours and the things that you do and have done over the years. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's nice to be part of the Quiet Village podcast. 
and I'll try not to be a boring guest. So I'll no. let you ask the questions. Otherwise, I will just go on and on and on about absolutely nothing. We're going to pause and make a, a cocktail right now. All right, we're going. Nothing is scripted. We're 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 gonna just kind of roll with it. But okay. this this cocktail, it's called. Now tell me the title again. Drifters Reef. Drifters Reef, which is a great song title. I think you should do it. That would be a great title song, of title. song called Drifters. Reef. Drifters Reef. It was. It's actually like on the side of the house. We'll go over there and take a look at it. I did this little uh, kind of beachcomber lean-to cupboard patio. And so Mickey likes to lay out in the sun, and I like to be in the shade. So she can be in the sun over there, and then I can be in, in Drifter's Reef. So a friend of mine carved a sign for him. It says Drifter's Reef. I said, oh, and I was trying to come up with a cocktail, and they go... Well, the name's already there. We don't have to call it the Rincon. We'll call it Drifter's Reef. Drifter's Reef. And so that's where that came from. I Not love that, that this needs to be recorded. Oh, is this being recorded? It is being recorded. Oh, my God. And I, this cocktail is fantastic. And for those of you that will may never have one. Well, actually, you can go to Vintiki in Ventura, and the Drifter's Reef is on the menu. They serve it. Oh, that's yes. awesome. It's just, it's a little bit different. But it's very similar. It's kind of like my wife, Mickey, talks about her grandmother who, the good grandmother that made amazing, um, she was an amazing baker. So she made pies for like the county fair in Colorado. So everybody would say, oh my God, and they would win prizes at the county fair. So people would say, can I get the recipe for that pie? She said, no problem. She would give them the recipe for the pie. But there was something slightly changed in it. Yeah. So it was almost the recipe, <laughs> but not quite. So they could still make a decent pie, Yeah. but it wasn't the real deal. So if you want the real deal, you have to come here. And uh, if you don't know me now, if you don't know, know me by now, <laughs> you will never know me at all. Okay, I think we need another cocktail. I know. I think we're doing good right now. Well, one of the what reasons do you want to ask? I've wanted to get together with you and have you on the show for a long time. You, uh, one of the things that I have to say you got me into was the South Seas movies. And we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about a lot of the other stuff that you do. But let's talk first about the South Seas movies because this is a genre I didn't know anything about until your vending booths. Well, I used to, like when I started vending, my friend and neighbor, Tiki Tony, was going to vend at Hukilau in Florida. And he says, you should vend there. It would be fun. And I said, I don't have anything to vend. I don't do any art. (laughs) He goes, you have all these old movies that are out of print. Why don't you make copies and bring them there? I said, oh, this sounds so illegal. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's do it. Right. So, and I thought, okay, I don't. It doesn't take up a lot of room. I could just have a suitcase full of DVDs of out of print South Seas movies. And so I went to Hukilau and I vended these movies, and it. Pretty much, I didn't make money per se, but I did pay for the trip. 
That's awesome. So that was all I really cared about, and that kind of started my vending career. I wasn't into making the money so much as paying for the trip, whether yeah. it was Hukilau, Tiki Oasis, or Tiki Con. I was able to at least make enough money to pay for the trip. Right. And so the South Seas movies I got into by accident, I'm a huge mystery and film noir fan. Oh, yeah. So there was these, I mean, this is early days of internet. I would go on these boards and there's these people, like, like-minded people that were into mystery and film noir and they were trading movies. So I would trade movies with people and the first one of the early movies that I found somebody says oh I have this movie called Forbidden Island right. and it's kind of a noirish movie and so I traded him maybe a Charlie Chan movie that was out of print for his Forbidden Island movie and I'm watching it and I'm like oh this is cool it's like in a tropical location and so I started getting more into finding these movies that had a tropical location because I'm looking at this movie and there's this cool scene. It's supposed to be shot allegedly in the Philippines where they're meeting up at this bar in the Philippines to do a diving trip for this boat that has some treasure on it. Yeah. I noticed that the piano player in the movie was a guy named Marty. Martin Denny, Martin Denny. It's the Martin Denny is in this movie for a Ben Island. So I was obsessed with this movie. So I started. I got movie posters and lobby cards, and I think when Forbidden Island was opening in Alameda with Martin Kate and uh, dang it, I can't think of his name. Sorry, dude. Oh, Thanos. Yeah, Michael Mike. Thanos. Mike Thanos. Yeah. Um, I the Greek him, God. Yes, right? and I sent them. <laughs> A copy of the... I had the movie poster, so I sent them the movie poster. They put it in the bar. And I had lobby cards, and the lobby card had Martin Denny playing at the piano. So Martin Denny has, like, probably ten minutes in the movie where he's Marty, the piano player in this Philippines bar. So my buddy Gecko... He my, actually has lines, a few lines, yes. too, right. Um, so my buddy Gecko over in Hawaii, who was friends of Martin... Denny at the time, and he was still alive. And I, I sent Gecko a message saying, Hey, uh, I know you're hanging out with uh, Mark Denny, and I have this old movie. I said, Can I send you a couple copies, one for you and one for Martin Denny? And I have this lobby card. Can you show him the movie and maybe have him sign this lobby card? So he's like, Yeah, sure. So I sent it over to him. And so Martin Denny sees the movie, and he goes... I haven't seen this movie since I filmed it in 1959. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, talk about chills. Mm. And so Gecko says he showed it to his daughter. His daughter had never seen the movie and had tears in her eyes. Oh. Because this movie is long out of print. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Martin told Gecko that, just so you know, my scenes are not in the Philippines. They were shot at Trader Vic's in Waikiki. Really? So what you get to see in this movie is the interior of Trader Vic's, oh. which is like gold. 
So I was all obsessed. So Gecko sends me, you know, he kept a copy of the movie for himself, and he sends me the lobby card back. Martin Deddy signed it. It says, um, Aloha, Ron. Thanks for the memories. Oh. And so that is, like, gold. So it's, oh. in, it's in the office, the lobby card. Oh. And so it, it was just a special thing. So early on getting into movies. And so I've done a couple of symposiums on, on movies. And, well, going back, originally I did a... I, I, I'm a huge collector of black velvet paintings. So the first symposium I did was for Hukilau. I did one called Black Velvet Paradise. Mm. And so I covered the history of black velvet paintings in... Uh, Polynesia, going back to people like Lee Teg and mm-hmm. Irwin and a, a ton of painters. So I did that. And then I did one called The Golden Age of Tiki and the South Seas on television. Mm. So it was like 1959 to 1969. I could have gone a little farther, but basically started with Hawaii travel in 59 with jet travel to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was a lot of cool TV series. Like, it started with Adventures in Paradise, mm. which was this guy that had the boat called the Tiki, and he, Gardner McKay sailed around the South Pacific. And his was cool because it went to different islands in the South Pacific. Like, two or three days later, Hawaiian Eye premiered on a different network. So they were kind of battling it out at that time, and Hawaiian Eye was all set on Hawaii private eyes at the Hilton Hawaiian village. That was like one of my favorite shows. But then I found out that there was other series like the Islander, which was, they actually made mugs from that movie. So there was like a whole bamboo set of mugs from that movie. Hmm. There's ashtray, salt and pepper shaker, mugs and bowls. They're all bamboo shaped from the Islander. Wow. And so it, they'll say on the bottom, MGM Islanders, and it's from the TV series. We have a few things from that. And But there was also shows like The Beachcomber and, oh gosh, I can't think of the other one. But there was, there was like Follow the Sun. Follow the Sun was yes. one that I just learned about and I had known nothing about. And the only reason I found out about that was because, um, you know Tom Duncan from Florida? Yes, I do. He is a super sleuth because he and I have been going back and forth trying to find out who Gene Rains was because there's no information. I have tons of Gene Rains records. Oh, my God. I do, too. I was obsessed with Gene Rains. He has determined, he thinks that Gene Rains played vibes on the theme song for Follow the Sun. That if you've ever seen the intro to Follow the Sun, it's like one of the coolest intros to a TV show. very stage-driven show. It wasn't as cool-looking as some of the other shows. Yeah. Uh, that intro is everything. Yeah. So I did a whole symposium on this, and then I went off and did one on building a home tiki space, you know, covering our tiki bars that we've done. 
And then I did um, the golden age of Tiki in the movies or the exotic world of South Sea cinema. Yeah. And I cover from... Uh, it started back in the silent area, era, especially with Tiki, which you would not think that Tiki was a thing yet. But there was a movie, I don't know if there was a movie, Clara Bow was a huge silent movie actress. Yes, she was, yeah. And she did a movie called The Idol Dancer. And The Idol was a tiki. And there's a scene that I use in the symposiums of her taking this tiki, it's probably about three foot tall, and she's throwing it into the ocean. And it's just such a cool scene. But the cooler scene, the coolest movie ever it's still silent it was like on the cusp of talking movies but it was in 1930 it was called the sea god so it was this tropical island movie setting and the premise is of course the horrible white men the white (laughs) white shadows in the south seas is um white european american people that abused the indigenous people that would make them dive for pearls or collect coconuts for the copra, the the meat of the the coconut shell. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a a ship offshore, and there's a diver that's going down with the natives, and he's got his full diving apparatus on with his his uh, suit, the big helmet, big helmet, and so while he's underwater, the the natives rebel. And they burn the ship. He's unaware of this. And so they're back in their village. The natives are back in their village. And this guy comes up out of the sea. He's like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and he, he tromps into their village. And this is such a great scene in the thing. There's the natives playing the drums and the dancers. And they have their tiki god, which is the movie studio's version of a tiki, which is very... <laughs> Primitive and horrible. Yeah. I <laughs> always say, carvers, do not look at this. Do not reproduce this. Yeah. So he's he's walking into this thing with his full diver suit outfit on. And so the one captive white guy that's in the village is saying, they think you're a god. And he walks into this village, walks through the crowd like he owns the place. Like I would if I went into a rock and roll club. Right. That's the only way you can get up, get up close to the stage. Yeah. Anyway, he walks up into the village, and he grabs their god and walks it over the fire and throws it into the fire and then sits down like, I'm the god now. Now I am, yeah. Yeah, and so the sea god, that's a great movie. So and then it, it progresses to the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s, and then 60s, and it kind of deteriorates after that but yeah i was very into the movie part of one of the movies that i discovered not long ago and i for the life of me i'm sorry i can't remember because i i own it but i don't have it i don't have the the title it was i think it was gary cooper and he plays like an old junkie freighter sea captain that comes to this island falls in love with a native woman gets her pregnant Leaves and then comes back years later, I guess, after World War II or during World War II, finds out he's got a son. This this is from a James Michener novel. Is it? Yes. The yeah. story is great. It would be great if someone even redid it today. Yes. Um, I, 
I know what you're talking about, and I can't picture it in I my mind right now. Maybe I can't think of the it, title. It's not the Drifters Reef. It must have been the Mai Tai. Yeah. That. Oh, what a great name for a song. It wasn't the it Drifters. Wasn't Reef. The it must have been the Mai Tai. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. You're giving me ideas for my next album. All here. right, we're working on it. Um, but yeah, Gary Cooper, Return to Paradise. Yes, Return to Paradise, so, which had the theme song. Yes. actually a really good movie and it was in color yeah uh, yeah so there there's some great movies out there so i was really into the movies kind of before i was into the tiki scene and i mean like if you want to talk about how i got into this tiki scene i know you don't because no, i don't no, want to no, bore I you do. i'm fascinated by how people oh good got you into want it. me to bore you death yeah. all right here we go so, Everybody's got a different story of how they came into the whole well, tiki thing. Well, mine is being a Southern California kid, born in Los Angeles, and one of those people that didn't come from somewhere else and never has left, practically, is that I grew up going to places like Trader Vic's, Beverly Hills, yeah. Gone the Beachcomber, Marina Del Rey. Oh. The Bahuka and Rosemead. Oh, I miss Bahuka. Well, really, it started with the Bahuka in West Covina, because that was the original location, and my grandparents lived in West Covina. So for our birthdays, the treat was to take us to the Bahuka for our birthday, and we would want to be in that little area that was called the Brig, that they had yes. the, the, the bars for it that had a booth inside of it. And so we would go in there, and we could order anything we wanted on fire. We could have your water on fire. You could have a salad on fire. They put a lot of their drinks on fire. Yes. I loved that. You just say, I want the hand grenade with the pin pulled. With the pin pulled. The pin pulled meant you wanted it on fire. Which wasn't on the menu. Yes. You had to know it was on there to ask I, for it. How do I know that? I think Marty told me about this. <laughs> it's nothing exclusive to me. So, yeah, it was growing up West Covina, and then that had a fire, and they moved to Rosemead. And so I grew up, at, <clears throat> you know, I was in the Pasadena area. I went, uh, although I never went to the Tahitian that was on Lake Boulevard. I think it closed when mm. I moved, before I moved to Pasadena. There was also one in Studio City that I never went to. So more for me, it was <clears throat> Trader Vic's, Beverly Hills, Bahuka and Rosemead, and a little bit of Dawn the Beachcomber and Marina Del Rey, the spaceship building. I went there occasionally to meet my my mom and her husband, my stepfather, I, like a Sunday brunch occasionally. I've got a story for you. I went there one time, long after the, the, the Don Beachcomber closed, but the building was still there, but it was empty. Yeah. And I went there one time and walked around the building and... Just, I don't know why, but something said, look behind the bushes. Because there were a lot of hedges around the building. And I remember... You said I was throwing up in the bushes. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I hadn't had anything to drink. I I looked behind, I pulled the hedges apart, and there was top of cloth still stuck to the wall. The 
that was a beautiful building, even closed and in and, disrepair. It was beautiful. And I have a movie with Don the Beachcoat, that location in particular in the movie. Mm. From the 80s. So it was like okay. towards the end of it. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I think it's been gutted and turned into an office building now. But yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. The building is still there. The I mean, because things made out of concrete. So you can see it across the marina from the warehouse. Yeah. And the warehouse is another amazing yeah, place. Yeah, another amazing place. So what else you wanted me to talk about? Well, you know... Because mo- we want to talk about me, because yeah. otherwise, why would you have me on? Right? That's what I always say. Enough about me. Let's <laughs> talk about me. You have been a consultant... A consultant or partner, I don't know, for the... What's the name of the bar now? It's House of Bamboo, right? Or is oh, it something of bamboo? Yes. Well, I, I'm not a partner. I have no financial interest okay. in this bar. Yes, They're picking I was, your brain. <laughs> I, was, I was contacted by uh, a local family that wants to build a tiki bar here in my town of Camarillo. It's no secret. <laughs> you can probably Google Earth my bar, but don't do it. Because um, I've known actual people from Europe that Google Earth really it and came to my house and scared the shit out of me. But I'm telling you, you well, should just have once like, a year with a cover charge. It's a it's the bling ring kind of thing. Money. Yes, it's the bling ring. Uh, so. So these people contacted me and said, hey, we want to do a tiki bar. And I heard you guys had a cool tiki bar and you might be the guy to help us out. So they came to my bar and they're like, oh, yeah, we like this. Let's do it. And I've just been hired. So I work for them. Okay. And they're building a bar called the House of Bamboo here in Camarillo, California, in Old Town Camarillo, uh, which is kind of the downtown strip that's getting revitalized. So it's been a long journey for them because I came in later in their endeavors. They were like two years into this. You know, they bought the building, so they're not leasing it, so they're very mm. committed. And That is commitment. Uh, yeah, it's committed. So they want to be in it for the long run. They want to do it right. Yeah, so I was just admiring your blueprints. From Tradewinds? Is that what it was? The Tradewinds. It was in Oxnard, California, which is Ventura County. So it was like... I have I actually did a symposium about this. I think, it, I think I did it at Tiki Oasis last year, or the year before, or Arizona Oasis. I can't remember which year. I forgot about that symposium. But I talked about this because it's an important piece of Polynesian pop history. And I said, I call it, the trade winds was the Maikai of the West. And people were okay. like, what are you talking about? There's I don't nothing, know anything about the trade winds. There's nothing that can compare to the Maikai, right? Yeah. And I agree. Phenomenal. I love the Maikai. It's my favorite, like, you know, there's that whole thing, what's your favorite place, but don't say the Maikai. <laughs> but sorry, it's the Maikai. Um but West Coast had the trade winds. Now, it had a lot of other places, too. But the trade winds opened in 1962. It was built by a local real estate developer whose name was Bud Smith. Okay. So he hired these architects out of Palm Springs. 
Cliff and Lou Sawyer, Sawyer mm-hmm. Architects, mm-hmm. were the architects first for Don the Beachcomber in Palm Springs. Oh, okay. So they did that. The Luau in Beverly Hills. Oh. The South Seas in Anchorage, Alaska. I know nothing about that. I had a menu. Alaska had a tiki bar? (laughs) Alaska, Anchorage had a tiki bar that was kind of a Trader Vic's ripoff. I actually, I sold this menu cover and I'm sad I lost it. Oh, no. Because it looks like a Trader Vic's cover, but instead of having wahinis and stuff, there's polar bears. (laughs) Um, It's it's amazing. So look at the South Seas, Alaska menus. Anyway, so they did that. They did the the Lanai in San Mateo. Wow. They did the Reef in Wyoming. They did the Bikini in Arizona, the Bikini Lounge. Mm -hmm. So they had all this, like, tiki history. And so they were hired to do the trade winds Mm -hmm. at Oxnard. So they did these concept art, which I have the concept art, but it's insane. It's like these multiple A-frames coming off in this like instead of one A-frame it's like five A-frames and then the center it looks like a Chinese pagoda going 50 feet up in the air Wow! and at the top of it is a tiki that has a flame coming out of it oh my god which I'm sure an architect or a builder looked at that and said yeah that's going to cost you X amount of dollars and they said okay so, instead, Bud Smith brought in, and this happened a lot in the tiki world, he brought in a designer, a set designer from 20th Century Fox. Yes, they used a lot of yes. Hollywood people. Yeah. yeah, so he also owned a set of um, a motel there, Wagon Wheel Drive, was right off the 101. wasn't a freeway yet, it was a highway going through going north to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So it was the 101, which has been a freeway for years. But at that time, it was just a highway. And he had a hotel there. It was called um, the Wagon Wheel Hotel. And he had a Hollywood set designer do that. Not 20th Century Fox. I can't remember. It's another studio. I talked about it in the symposium that was out of Burbank. They were right next to Disney Studios. Didn't the wagon wheel? It lasted until Recent, not, recently, like yeah. 10 years ago. I was going to say, I remember seeing it coming yeah, up. Yeah, if you were driving up the 101 freeway, you see this big billboard that had a neon wagon train yeah. on it. And then there was a wagon wheel bowling alley. There was the wagon wheel um, hotel. There was the Wagon Wheel Ice Crate Rink. <laughs> there was the Wagon Wheel Kitty Land. It was like this whole complex there, wow. but behind it, he built the Trade Winds. So it was just back behind it. And the Trade Winds was this huge A-frame that um, Frank Moninger from 20th Century Studios, who actually lived in Ojai in Ventura County. Oh. So he contacted him, and he redid it to this big A-frame that it became, the, the blueprints that I have. Uh-huh. And he designed it and did it as it was. And it was, the reason I call it the Maikai of the West is it was this huge A-frame that was almost as big as the Maikai. 
And instead of having a water feature in the back, it had a water feature in the front. So in the front of the building, there was this huge lagoon that had an actual full-size Chinese junk in the lagoon. Really? Yes. And there was an island in the lagoon that had a tiki on it that I actually have in our yard. I'll I'll show you that in a minute. Oh, yeah, okay. Don't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. I'm kidding. Um, They're going to Google Earth this place. Everybody knows I have it. I've (laughs) posted it everywhere. And so they had this tiki on the lagoon, which fortunately I ended up with. And they had um, a waterfall with an outrigger canoe. And they had this gazebo that bands would perform at. So the bands that performed there in the early 60s was Icantina, not Tiki Turner, Icantina Turner. (laughs) That's the cocktail talking, folks. Yes. That's actually really? a mint. I can take in a Turner. The Beach Boys. Very strong mint you have yeah. here. The, the <laughs> Beach Boys. Um, Dick Dale and the Deltones. Martin Denny. Arthur Lyman. All, mm. the cool, all the cool kids. A lot of different Hawaiian bands. Johnny Ukulele. That's kind of like the... The friggin the Royal Tahitian? Royal Tahitian. There's old newspaper clippings of them having James Brown and all of these huge acts. What I figure is, like, because Oxnard was, like, between L.A. and San Francisco, Mm. like, when bands were booking through places, it's like, oh. Stop there. Let's play this place. So he built this amazing Polynesian palace that was amazing. I I can't talk enough about this place. (laughs) Eventually, though, it it fell into the late 60s, early 70s, de-evolution of Tiki. As Sven calls, the devolution of Tiki. Yes. Because he sounds like Schwarzenegger, in, in my mind. Yeah. The devolution of Tiki. And it, it <laughs> did happen just like that. So... It went through a series of owners, and one of the owners, the first owner, the first person he sold it to, which is very interesting, the first owner was Hop Louie. No kidding. Hop Louie owned the Islander in... It was in Sacramento. Sacramento, and he owned Minis in Modesto, mm-hmm. and so he ended up buying it or winning it in a card game however winning. whatever i don't know i know he was they were gamblers so i don't know what happened oh, to boy. it but hop louie ended up with it for a while because i have i have photos of like the sign where it says hop louie's trade went but it was that for a short time and then he had these two people working for him mike and dale kind of sounds like chip and dale mm-hmm. it was mike and dale that were like managers and then he sold it to them so it was all of a sudden, I have pictures of Mike and Dale's trade wins. And I don't know what happened there, but then they sold it. It, it became a Don the Beachcombers for it did one year. This was when Don the Beachcomber, the Beachcomber, became. <laughs> we need another cocktail, don't we? we we'll get there. <laughs> There's plenty of time. There's plenty of. I'm more. drinking all of your booze, by the way. No, you're not. No. Sven will drink all right. Not you. Um, so Don the Beachcomber had bought the Tongalay in Malibu. Okay. So yeah. not far away. Yeah. So Tongalay became a Don the Beachcomber. 
The train wins became. See, I didn't Dawn know that Comer. either. This pro- hopefully was going to come out in the new Dawn the Beachcomber documentary Movie, yeah. and book. Uh, and then Dawn the Beachcomber opened a location in Santa Barbara in the Santa Barbara Inn Hotel, just a small little place. And I know people. I never went there, but I know people that had gone there and said it was a just a cool little spot. Yeah. I actually have a lamp from that location. Oh, nice. It. it the trade winds had such rich history, and this lagoon out front was so big with this Chinese junk. Oh, that's and awesome. they would raise the sail. When it was open, they would raise the sail. When it closed, they would drop the sail down. How cool is that? So that's the, like Vegas. Yeah. Now, now picture this. The Chinese junk sat 8 to 10 people. So if you were staying, let's say you're coming up the coast and you're going to, uh, we don't want to go all the way to San Francisco. Let's just stay at this place off the highway called the Wagon Wheel Hotel. Yeah. Now, you're going to go in this place. This place looks like a Western movie set because yeah. it was done by Western movie set designers. And so you go and you stay there, and you say, well, where do we have dinner? Well, you should go to the trade winds. So you make reservations. You call up the trade winds. Yeah, we'd like to come in for dinner. They come pick you up in a rickshaw. Really? And they take you over to the restaurant, which was only a couple blocks away. Still, that's cool. So pretty cool. You're in a rickshaw. So you're getting this, you're out of your element experience. Yeah. And you pull up to this lagoon in front of this A-frame restaurant, and they drop you off, and you don't go into the restaurant. You get on the Chinese junk. Mm. And like I said, it set eight to ten people and you would have appetizers and cocktails on the Chinese junk. And then when you were done there, you went into the restaurant oh. for the full Polynesian floor show. And then your dinner and drinks. And Well, I would say just from that description, it sounds like one step above the Maikai even. Well, I would call it the equivalent or slightly less because it didn't last nearly as long as the oh, Maikai. Yeah. Because, like I said, it went from the trade winds to Hopalui's trade winds to Mike and Dale's trade winds to Don the Beachcomber, and then it de evolved when. You don't have to go to my symposium. You can just listen to Marty Lush's <laughs> podcast. Just listen to this. Yes, because this is. I'm telling you the whole thing, so I'll probably never do it again. So, um,. After Don the Beachcomber, it became, remember at this time, you kids are way too young for this, but Urban Cowboy became a big thing. Mm-hmm. John Travolta, Deborah Winger. So it, it changed hands and became the Hawaiian Cowboy. Oh, God. And I have this sign from the Hawaiian Cowboy from that location. Oh, no. And so from what I understand from people that had gone there, I talked to several people. They said, yes, we went there when it was the Hawaiian Cowboy. They had taken out some of the booths and put in barbecue pits. Oh, no. So they had cool barbecue, and it was like the first location we'd ever saw with a mechanical riding bowl. (laughs) So they had the full (laughs) Paniola experience there. I know there are Hawaiian Cowboys, but still, that that sounds odd. (laughs) Yeah, and I missed out on all this because I didn't. I think Don the Beachcomber was there in 79, and by 81, 82, it was a Hawaiian cowboy. Ugh. I didn't get to Ventura until 85. So, after, but Hawaiian cowboy didn't last. You know, 
I don't know why. There should be more Hawaiian cowboys. <laughs> well. <laughs> and then it became. I can go is, along with the barbecue on that. Yeah. I love I'll, barbecue. There's no good barbecue in Ventura County. Oh, no. Which is sad. Yeah. So, well, there has been. It's come and gone. Now I want barbecue. Really yeah. Bad, especially with these cocktails. <laughs> and there's none to be had, so we're screwed. <laughs> Might have to go get a taco. Um, so after Hawaiian Cowboy, trying to think of the chronology for this. Oh, it became Coconut Joe's Warehouse. Oh. Now, if you look at the renderings from the Coconut Joe's Warehouse, it looks exactly like the warehouse in Marina del Rey. Really? And in fact, of the text that I found, it says they've removed some of the tiki decor and made it more Singapore dock experience with crates and barrels. and So it sounds just like the warehouse. The warehouse, yeah. But it was Coconut Joe's warehouse. I don't know if they had any connection. I could find no connection. That didn't last long either. Mm. Because the people that had Coconut Joe's Warehouse were proud of themselves for removing all the idle tree oh. and kitschiness of the place. And they wanted it to be a hospital clean restaurant environment. So that sounds awesome. Because you know how hospital food is? That's the epitome of devolution right there. That, Sven would be proud. Oh, my God. So they took it to the hilt, and then after that, this is all, like, short periods of time. Yeah. It became the ice cream parlor. So imagine a big, giant, tropical ice cream parlor that lasted, like, six months, and then it was gone, torn down, and then it was an RV parking lot for years. When I first moved to Ventura County... The site is still there. You can see these big 80-foot palm trees coming up out of this black asphalt and the former remains of an RV sales lot. And it was very sad. That reminds me of the Tiki's when it moved to Lake um, Elsinore. Elsinore, yeah. When I moved to Los Angeles in the 2000s, I used to drive back to San Diego because I had a lot of family back there. So I used to drive back there all the time, and I'd take the 15, and it would go right by where the Tiki's was. And there was a point where you could see it from the 15 freeway, and you could see the stalagmites or whatever yeah. they used to have. I've seen pictures. And it was, it was, there was nothing there. It was just old and abandoned. And I remember driving by it, and I got off the freeway and went back. And I'm like, what the hell is Didn't this? Didn't it become like a paintball park? Now, yeah, something? a paintball park. And um, and then I discovered the fact that it was the the Tiki's from Monterey Park that had moved there but never opened. And it was like, wow. And then I went back one time, and it, and it turned into a paintball park. <laughs> and it was gone. Yeah, it's so sad. Like, I, I missed it by a hot minute, and I felt kind of... You know, there was a few Ventura County spots. There was the pre-Tiki Bamboo Bar of the Crow's Nest in Oxnard. I didn't tell me about that. I don't know about that. I just have a postcard from it. It's this very cool 
20-seat long bamboo bar that looks fantastic. Well, you have to remember that Oxnard, Port Wayneme is a... The CB base is in Port right. Wayneme, so it was a very Navy, CB kind of town. So there was this cool bamboo bar there called the Crow's Nest. Mm. And then in Ventura itself was a restaurant called Jews Hawaiian Paradise. And wow! So this is the Ventura County, little small piece of the tiki cultural history. Is Jews Paradise? I don't. I there's not much. J U right? I J-U-E. think I've seen J U E. Okay, I think I've seen. There's a Jews market still there, and I went in and asked them. Hey, they said, "Oh, Jews is a very common name in." Cantonese or Chinese really? history. Okay. So, yes, there was... We had nothing to do with that, because I was hoping that they would be like... Yeah. Oh, would you like to see all the history we yeah. have? And like, oh, yes. But none of that happened. Oh. They said, yeah, we had nothing to do with that. Uh, it was a different family. But, so this... The only thing I knew about it is I found this matchbook that had tiki's on it. This uh-huh. Jews, Hawaiian paradise. I'm like, what uh-huh. the heck is this? And then somebody else found a, uh, like a drinking glass from there that had that same imagery. And then in the last couple of years, it was torn down. When I first moved to Ventura, it was gone. And it was Maria's Italian Kitchen, which was very good. Yes. I, but there was I, nothing tiki about it. I like them, yeah. And then it was an Indian food place um, that didn't last. And then it sat vacant for the last... 15 years, 20 years. But recently, in the last couple of years, they started tearing it down, and people were posting pictures that they uncovered these murals in the walls. Oh. Now it's gone completely, mm. and it's going to become a Mexican restaurant, which is a very good one, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not totally sad. So we're going to go way back. So I'm going to show Marty a picture of my dad, mm. my late father. This is my late father, probably 66 he passed away in He 68. is a dapper-looking gentleman. I wish I looked that good. And that, you know, that's what you wore on the airplane, right? Yeah. In the 60s. You had to wear a suit. Yeah. He's got his... And so that's when he landed, like, in Hawaii, and they had the hula girl. Yeah. That's not, that's not my mom. So no. <laughs> I'm sure she's... It's just one of the hula girls took a picture with him. So... He was not well at the time, but he went to Hawaii with his friends. and Good so for it's him. A, it's a great memory. Yeah. And, and so my dad is kind of the start of it for me. Really? So my dad was in the aerospace in- industry. Okay. And so he had a company. He represented all these little small manufacturers. People that made a screw or a washer or a little... Grommet, whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. But they didn't have, they were just a small little company out of the San Fernando Valley. And they had, they couldn't afford to have their own sales guy. Mm -hmm. So him and his partner started a company that would represent all these small companies to the aerospace industry. Smart. So to military and to NASA. Mm -hmm. So my favorite part is my dad sold this stuff to the military but uh the military part i'm not as thrilled with 
They <laughs> sold this stuff to Mass- NASA and to the Mercury Space Program. Wow. So this cool... My dad, to me, was like... He was the Rat Pack. He was. He listened to Sinatra and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis. Fantastic. And he... He was a sales guy. He was always kind of on the road and doing cool stuff. He'd take my mom out to the Moulin Rouge in Hollywood, Ugh. and she'd get in her, you know, get dressed up and get her hair fixed in her big giant beehive. And I was like, my parents are kind of exotic, but they're mysterious to me. And my dad had this phone in his car, which was like it was very James Bond, because this is like the mid '60s. Nobody had. a who had a phone in their car? Nobody. And so only had, movie stars or, like you said, James Bond. Yeah. So we would pull out somewhere, and he'd have to call this operator. It was like a like a ship to shore thing. Call the operator to contact oh this person in San Francisco that he's going to meet to represent his thing. Okay, let's get back to House of Bamboo. House of Bamboo. Let's talk about House of Bamboo. So I've been hired to be project manager. So I'm anxiously awaiting us to be able to start. Yeah. If anyone knows what it's like to deal with a city or county, Mm. or in our case, both, there's a lot of hurdles to climb, and I really feel for the owner. City deals with the local part of it, but there's things as far as like environmental health, yeah, that go to the county. Oh, so there's aspects that do both. So, in a perfect world, is if they had purchased a building that had been a restaurant or bar before. Oh, yeah, if you have a an existing building that is already set up for a bar restaurant. All you have to do is change some decor and yeah. you're, you're in. This, it's starting backwards. You're not even starting from a new build. You have to take out the old build before you can put in the new build. So, hmm. with House of Bamboo, I like the location they've picked. It's a perfect location. Um, it's right off the 101 freeway. It's within a quarter of a mile from the train station. You can actually take a train to House of Bamboo. Wow, And then nice. Uber from the station to the restaurant and back. And as it turns out, the exit, one of the exits that it's, that it's on is Exit 54. Would you like to hear the song? Should exit I- 54, yes. We're going to play the song right now, which was... Who did the song? So... We have friends that are from the Ventura County area but live in Oahu now called Kailua Moon. They perform in Oahu. So if you're on Oahu, look at their website and see if they're playing because they play amazing Hawaiian music. And they did the theme song for the bar. Is Exit 54. And I said... No, I wasn't, but House of Bamboo is number 54. Number 54, So right. I asked my friends in Kailua Moon to re-record the song, and they were all up for it. So we're going to play, I'll play a little song called House of Bamboo, but it doesn't say number 54, it says exit 54. Right on. Sorry. That version is awesome, and the vocalist is really good. She is amazing. She was... 
when I met her, I met her here in, in Camarillo. I wanted to take ukulele lessons. So I saw this thing on the local paper that this, there's ukulele lessons here in Camarillo. So I go in and I go, this girl looks Hawaiian. And she's really young. And she's, so she's, after a couple of classes, he came up to her and I said, you know, I'm really into Hawaiian Polynesian scene. And we actually have a tiki bar in her backyard. And I showed her pictures. She's like, oh, wow, that's great. This is who I am on Facebook if you want to friend me. And she goes, I don't usually friend my students because I don't want there to be any weird issues yeah. and stuff. But I'm going to friend you because you get it. <laughs> and I said, okay. So we kind of became friends. And I'd go to classes. And I, I, I would, everybody would say, yeah, can we learn tiny bubbles? And she's like, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> And I would say, so I would come the next time and I'd say, can we learn Hi'i Lave? She's like, really? Oh, yeah, I love that song. That's like our favorite song, Hi'i Lave. Mine too. Oh, so in one of the classes she goes, uh, so what do you do? I said, well, I work for the county of Ventura. She goes, well, that's funny. Well, my dad is the fire captain for Malibu Fire Station. I go, Lowell Edgar? She goes, yes, that's my dad. And I go, I know Lowell. I said, I work at that fire station all the time. No kidding. He's a great guy. And she goes, yeah, that's my dad. And so she goes, so she had talked to her dad. And she said, yeah, Ron's a great guy. And she, so she said, well, let's do So we've done like three concerts here in our backyard with her. Oh, my. her band. And then she ended up, uh, the guy that she met is a slack key guitar player. Mm. He lives in Oahu. So she ended up marrying him and moving to Oahu and performing over there. So it's a she's her family's lovely, she's lovely. Now she's like in her thirties, such an old broad. <laughs> but her voice has just gotten richer and richer. She has a great voice. Yeah. A lot of character in her voice. Super, super character. So yeah, she's a fantastic person and it, it was just so nice. Like, when I wrote to her, she's like, she goes, yeah, I would be honored to do something. So when is when is it due to open, do you know? Probably next year. Next year. We're... 24? Yeah, because he's had a really lousy architect. And then the city is obviously causing delays, and the county's causing delays, and... So I just want to say... Yes. Thank you. Well, you're quite welcome. And you have so much information on different things, and it was so much fun to talk to you. And we had talked about this almost more than a year ago. And we're like... And we kept like, let's do this. We're kind of doing the tip of the iceberg, too. Yeah. We could do, like, 20 shows. I gotta have you back. I gotta have you back on the show. And... Um, well, when there's something relevant that you want to talk about, like... It doesn't even have to be relevant. Let's just talk. That's what it's we about. We talk plants or whatever it is. I love it. So, Ron, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you, Mr. Master Lush. <laughs> thank you. And, um, aloha. Aloha. Exit 54. The house with the bamboo door. Bamboo roof and bamboo walls They even got a bamboo floor You must get to know So hold on Let 
Bamboo floor in the house of 